Right, we're almost there, a couple of days from opening day as we welcome you here in the Sports Zone on this Tuesday night. Uh, we'll be talking plenty of ball, uh, baseball, that is, tonight. Uh, Dan Plesak, MLB Network, one of our favorites, will be with us uh, at 6.35. He has long been high on this Mets pitching staff. Is he still keeping the faith uh, with this group? Uh, we'll question him uh, coming up in about half an hour. And Gary Cohen, uh, SNY play-by-play uh, you know, television voice of the Mets, be with us at 7.05. Always love getting a chance to catch up with Gary just a couple of days before opening day. Get some of uh, his takes on uh, what's happening with this Mets team. And uh, yeah, we're getting there. About to start it up. Uh, two days from now, we will be live from City Field with Mets on deck at 1130 uh, before the Mets and the Cardinals kick off the season. So excited to uh, get all this fired up here. Uh, we'll, we'll dive into more drama with the Giants and Odell Beckham Jr. Will he stay or will he go now? We'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But, um, you know, with baseball coming up, I mean, it is the end, uh, or at least one would hope, of uh, a dark time in New York sports where you went from the Yankees made the run in the ALCS to a hockey season that for the Islanders and Rangers lasted maybe half the season. Uh, the Devils still very much uh, in the mix there for a, a playoff spot, but otherwise it's been dead quiet there. The Knicks and Nets made it about 25 games before you could write off those two teams, and then Porzingis is hurt, and... SOS as far as the Knicks are concerned. Uh, football season was like a blink of an eye. The Jets never really had a season unless you were buying in when they were three and two. And the Giants, uh, it was as much of a disaster as it possibly could have been with McAdoo out and Eli getting benched for Geno Smith. This is what we have had. And it's got to be as dark a baseball offseason in this town as we've had in Many, many years. And it's not as if, you know, the Knicks have uh, granted a lot of great seasons or, or the Islanders or the Jets, for that matter, uh, more often than not. But and for it to all be that terrible, what is nice going into baseball season is that not only the Mets, but the Yankees, of course, and, and, and big time for the Yankees and more so than the Mets, but they're, they're real competitors, both teams going into this season. And that's something that never seems to happen. The Mets and the Yankees, you know, making it to the playoffs in the same year. It has been a rarity uh, that anything like that has occurred. And now, you know, it's different these days. Ten of the 30 teams are making it into the postseason. Uh, but finally get to a point where hey, maybe New York can win some things again and you know have some excitement in sports beyond you know just the drama that follows around certain uh, superstar athletes uh, around here so uh, i i know i can't wait i know it is you know after a spring training where for the Mets point of view things have gone mostly to plan. Michael Conforto should be back sooner than we were told to expect. Uh, the pitching staff is mostly intact right now, and uh, you know the big guys are in there. It's going to be Syndergaard, DeGrom, Mats, and Harvey to start off the season for the Mets. That's what you hope for. You, you hope to see what those guys can accomplish. So you know there have been some positive things. You want know, to Cespedes big home run this past weekend uh, against the Nationals as he looks to be healthy going into opening day. Didn't have any more you know quad hamstring issues over the course of this spring training. 
thing. So I get, you know, optimism should be around. It is the time of year for it. You want to talk about the Mets as being a, a wild card team and, and a team that, you know, can make it into the playoffs. Uh, I'm all about that. You want to talk about the Mets as being better than the Washington Nationals? You're out of your gourd. Absolutely out of your gourd if you're going to compare these two teams. Oh, let's, let's set the expectations at a, a point that is reasonable so that you're not devastated when it's Mother's Day and the Nationals have an eight-game lead in the division. All right, let's, let's not ramp up the expectations to a point where they don't belong. And there is no aspect of the game of baseball that the Mets do better than the Washington Nationals right now. And you are going way out if you start thinking the Mets have a shot at this division. The Mets have a shot at the playoffs. The Mets, once they're in the playoffs, can be more dangerous than even the Nationals if the pitching is there. And I've always talked about the Mets in that fashion. I don't love them as a regular season team. I think when you're built on pitching the way they are, Things go wrong. Things go terrible. You have a season where you win 70 games. Uh, you just you can't win consistently enough behind that, uh, and especially with starting pitchers that are going to be fragile. But if you get those guys into the postseason and you only need three of them, man, you can do a heck of a lot of damage. You know, we saw a little bit of that back in 2015, uh, and you would have loved to see it in 16 if Syndergaard had managed to outdo Bumgarner rather than uh, just match zeros with him for those first six innings. But that's where that's where you can get a little carried away as far as I'm concerned. You want to be optimistic right now and give the rosy Mets angle for what is possible this year? It is make the wild card, get the pitching to the finish line, and start a series, a best-of-five series, with Syndergaard, DeGrom, Harvey, Mats, and back to Syndergaard. That's where, hey, yeah, that team might not be that bad. That team might have a shot to win some playoff series and to do some serious damage. And you can match up that pitching against the Cubs, uh, to some degree against the Nationals. But you look at the course of the regular season, the Nationals starting pitching, relief pitching, the lineup by a million, defense, you can't do it over 162. Over 162 games. I don't see that as, as realistic in the least. And I know it's a time of year. Nobody wants to hear negativity or what a team can't do. It's spring training just ended, Pete. Let's go. Let me believe a little bit. Uh, that one, that one, I can't, I can't let you believe going into the year. But, um, you know, the Mets, you start looking around the National League. You got teams with holes all over, and and that's where you can dream on the Mets. You can dream on a, a meaningful six months here and something a heck of a lot better than we all witnessed last year. But the the Nationals hype, I mean, come on. The only the only way you can see the Nationals just diving out is if they all start beating the heck out of each other again, like a few years ago. And uh, I don't see Jonathan Papelbon around that Nationals team a whole lot these days. So I don't think you're going to get that. Uh, anytime soon. Uh, 800-321-0710, the number. Hey, it's a t-shirt Tuesday. Uh, so you call into the show, you get on the air, you get yourself a free Mets t-shirt. You're allowed to win once a month. Uh, so again, 800-321-0710. We could take some Mets calls. 
I hope I didn't ruin your day or your excitement for opening day, but we need a little dose of reality to go along with all the, the spring optimism that might be in the air. Uh, again, Dan Plesak, MLB Network, will be with us at 635. We'll get his take on Syndergaard DeGrom, the best one-two punch in baseball. Um, how does he think the Mets stack up around the National League? And I'll ask him about the Nationals. We'll get into that with him. Uh, see if he's uh, a little more optimistic than maybe I am. Uh, and again, we'll uh, have plenty of phone calls. Your chance to win Mets tickets coming up and much, much more. It's the Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sport Zone with Pete McCarthy. Well, we got a lot happening around here over the next few days. And, of course, uh, beyond Mets Baseball Thursday, coverage beginning at 11.30 a.m. Uh, Mets on deck with myself will be live from City Field. Uh, we will have Mickey Calloway, the manager of the New York Mets, on the show tomorrow night. It'll be myself and Sal Licata, our uh, last big Wednesday show of the offseason. Uh, so looking forward to that tomorrow and uh, this year, all Mets season, Jerry Blevins will be with me every Tuesday. He's going to do a, a weekly spot with us Tuesday nights at 610. Uh, it's going to be fun. We're going to have a lot of fun with Jerry. Uh, he, uh, he has a good sense of humor, loves movies. We're going to mix it up with him over the course of the year. Yeah, we'll get the details of what's happening in the clubhouse, but I think, uh, that's going to be just a, a lot of fun as you, you get a feel for, Obviously, Jerry's personality, and I think plenty of other guys on the team through Jerry as well. So, uh, really looking forward to, uh, you know, how that goes over the course of, uh, of this season. But every Tuesday night, 610, Jerry Blevins will be on with us, uh, on Mets on Deck. Uh, we grab some calls here, 800-321-0710, uh, the number to get involved. Uh, it's open with, hey, you know, it's spring training's over, opening days a couple of days away. I know people are, uh, you know, feeling that those spring notes in the air and, you know, a, a flower might bloom within a month, which feels impossible after, uh, the four nor'easters we had around here. But, uh, let's, let's chill with the, you know, Mets making a run at the national stuff. That is not happening, uh, this year. The, the Mets, they can make the playoffs. They can beat the nationals in the playoffs. I can see that. They ain't beating them over 162. I hate to be, you know, Debbie Downer here two days before opening day, but we a little dose of reality. 800 uh, start off on the phones here. Jeff in Oceanside. What's happening, Jeff? What's going on, my friends? How you doing? I haven't spoken to you since last season. When I would have won that bet, if someone did get sick, if you remember, I had that bet with you and I made the donation to the Grandy Kid. Yes, yes. Uh, how you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well, and I'm going to say the Mets are going to win the division. And I'll tell you why. I have, I have a great reason why. Daniel Murphy is not going to have any type of season and that is going to have a huge impact on the Nationals, like it had a huge impact on us losing him. That knee injury he has is a major injury. Hey, microfracture surgery is going to miss the start of the year. It's not expected he's going to miss much time here, though. But he's not going to be the same player. That is a bad injury for a player who needs to move a lot to his right a lot to his left. Well, if Daniel Murphy's not winning games for Nationals with defense here, Jeff, as long as he can swing the bat, he'll he'll be able to prove his worth. Well, uh, well I got a good feeling about Cespedes, about DeGrom, mm-hmm. about Syndergaard. I am pumped up, and I will make you another bet to your favorite charity that the Mets win this division. Uh, yes, yes, Jeff. We can we can mark that one down, and uh, I'm I'm more than happy to to get in on that. We can what, what, sort out the details. 
We're doing it to the David Wright Foundation this time. That's great. Well, I love, but but uh, David Wright should find a new a new job in the organization because you know what? Him being on the roster did cost him some players this off season. Correct. No, it didn't. Nobody. Big. Yes, it did. Who did it cost them? It took up a spot in the forty man roster. It cost them Smoker. It cost them Reynolds, and it cost them Edgin because they need a spot in the forty man roster. Well, it can't cost them three. Up. You could pick one of them, but uh, I, I, I don't think that David Wright is, is costing uh, the Mets anything. And thanks for the call, Jeff, and we'll uh, we'll work something out. You, you have my info, and uh, we'll, we'll we can make it more public down the line there. But uh, yes, we'll we'll get some money to the David Wright Foundation. But um, yeah, I, I, you know that that's not. The end of the world for the Mets. Uh, the, 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 he's on the sixty-day DL, and you know it's not uh, it's not a big factor, and they don't really have a choice unless he retires. Uh, he's got to be on the roster. So, uh, just uh, the nature of the situation there. Let's go to Joel and Bayside. What's up, Joel? Hey, what's going on? How we doing? Uh, not too bad, man. I was just wanted to comment on the pitching of the Mets because uh, I believe that this season we have a lot of depth and. Um, we can go a long way as far as, uh, you know, the 162 games for the season. Yeah, well, what part of the depth that you have? Vargas is hurt at the start of the season, but he should be back in a couple of weeks. Rafael Montero is out for the remainder of the season. Uh, you have Zach Wheeler sitting there at, at AAA Las Vegas, but we saw how quickly this team burned through the depth last year. I think it's a better situation this year, but it's not beat the Nationals' depth. What do you see it as, Joel? I mean, but the Nationals can't even – they don't even have a, a fifth starter right now. I mean, their depth is pretty weak compared to the Mets. Uh, so, I mean, I, I'll take our pitching against almost anybody in the National League. Well, the issue for the, the Nationals has been – their guys haven't been as injury-prone as the Mets guys. And I know Steven Strasburg has spent plenty of time on the DL over the years, but – Scherzer always seems to be out there. Gio Gonzalez has taken the ball far more often than not over the years, and and the Mets just don't have that horse. Besides, you hope Jacob Degrom coming off the kind of season that he had. Now that doesn't mean the Mets aren't capable of having some guys rip off some two hundred inning seasons, but beyond Cindergard and Degrom, I don't think there's another guy who's capable of it physically right now for the Mets. Yeah, no, I hear you, I hear you, but I still, you know, I'm still optimistic. No, no, and, be optimistic, but be optimistic that they'll make the wild card and beat the Nationals in the playoffs. That's that's realistic. Yeah. They're going to beat the Nationals in the regular season. I I just can't see it. I can't see it for the life of me. The, the right, Nationals. What about our catchers, though? We 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 have you know with 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 the two catchers that we have now on board. Uh-huh. I was reading an article that they were saying that. From now on, the new seasons, most of the catchings, they, you need these two catchers to be part of the yeah, season. Yeah, so they'll have Ploiecki and Darno who mix it up. And thanks for the call, Joel. And they'll share the time. And I think Ploiecki has the ability to be a solid catcher for the Mets. But the catching position is not the reason the Mets are going to be able uh, to knock off the Nationals here. The Nationals are better offensively by a mile. They're better defensively and more athletic than the Mets. The starting pitching... Might even be better for the Nationals than it is for the Mets. We'll we'll dive into that with Dan Plesak of MLB Network coming up next. The bullpen for the Nationals, probably about even with the Mets, but it's not the disaster it was the first half of the year. Not that that held them back from running away with the division anyway. I'll tell you, the only thing I could see that would destroy the Nationals is just the weight of the only way that team can have a successful season is if they win some playoff series. 
They could win 125 games this year, and their fans would not give a rat's you-know-what because it's all about finally winning a playoff series, which the Nationals haven't done since they moved to Washington in 2005. And as a uh, loyal Mets fan, I'm sure I do not need to tell you that fact. So that's the thing with the Nationals. The only thing that could weigh on them is their season is essentially meaningless. They're expected to walk away with the NL East with nobody really providing much of an obstruction. Maybe the Mets, that's about it. So the Nationals can't prove anything to anybody until they get to October. And in a lot of ways, that's when their season begins. Maybe the Knicks were like that to some degree in the 90s where you knew they were going to win the division, make the playoffs, and then it was just a matter of what they could do once they got there against the Bulls and the Pacers and such. Uh, Maybe I liken it to Clayton Kershaw. These days where we know he's the best regular season pitcher in baseball. But you have that qualifier in there, and every year he's got to get to October and try to prove everybody wrong. Now, last year he had some moments, but he also had that Game 5 where he gave up a big lead and pitched well in relief in Game 7, but that came too late uh, for the Dodgers in that World Series. So that's the only thing I could see that would wreck the Nats season. It would, it would have to be destroyed from within because on paper, I... I do not see any kind of, of argument uh, for that. Uh, let's go to Mary in Huntington Station. How are we doing, Mary? Hey, Pete. How are you? Good. What's going on? Good. I just want to say I agree that realism is important, but that's during the season. We're leading up to opening day. Let's be optimistic. Let's really be happy because I really feel good about this team last this year. Last year was a nightmare, and I feel so good this year. Let's be optimistic this week, okay? All right, so so no more cr- critiquing the team, just straight up. Homer, they're going to win the division, win the World Series. This is happening. Hashtag LGM, Mary. Just be thankful for health and good players and like let's get this week out of the way and let's settle down but don't you feel good really Pete come on I I think this spring has gone about as well as it could go for the Mets I think uh, you know Conforto coming back is a huge plus he should be back maybe week two of this season Uh, you know those are things you get excited about the pitchers are mostly healthy right now Uh, I've just uh, you know the Nationals, uh, you know, the Mets being able to win the division. I've seen a lot of that today. I, I, I can't see that. Uh, that that's where it, it gets a little too far for me. But otherwise, yeah, I think the spring's gone well. I was excited for baseball. Like I said at the start of the show, sports in this town have been absolutely freaking miserable for at least six months. And if you're a Mets fan, you didn't get to enjoy the Yankees run. So how far back are you going till you had a team you really got to enjoy? Maybe you've got the Mets and Devils, so you're having a good time right now with that. But otherwise, it's been a long time since a sporting event really mattered and was fun. So, yes, as far as that goes, I am thrilled uh, for the season to start up two days from now. Maybe it'll be Debbie Downer. We'll talk to Dan Plesak, MLB Network, how optimistic he might be about these New York Mets a couple of days before their opener and, you know, what... 
Matt Harvey might be capable of over the course of this season. So we'll cover a lot of ground with Dan. Uh, we'll have your chance to win Mets tickets coming up later on the show. we got two pairs to give away. Uh, we'll do one before 8 o'clock, one before 9 o'clock. Uh, so a lot to do here. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710-WOR. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy. Opening day, less than 48 hours away, as we'll be kicking off on Thursday. And of course, as you can imagine, a huge day for MLB Network. They will have 17 straight hours of live opening day coverage on Thursday, starting at 9 a.m. And we're joined now by MLB Network's uh, Dan Plesak. And Dan, 17 straight hours. They're going to have plenty of coffee there for you guys? Ready? Oh, yes. And I'll be on the 10 to 1 a.m. shift with Greg Amsinger and Harold Reynolds. Listen, we've had, we've had, I'm ready for some serious baseball right now. We've had, listen, I love spring training. I love the winter meetings. I love the GM meetings. But after a while, that becomes a snore fest. I'm ready for some real baseball and looking forward to getting it started on Thursday. Spring training's good for like a week. It is, Uh. right? Especially when this Northeast, it's been so miserable here, right? You turn on the TV and you watch the Mets and you're in Port St. Lucie and it's 80 degrees and it's sunny. You flip on the Yankees and Tampa and you're like, man, I can't wait till the warm weather. So, listen, I don't know how warm it's going to be, but listen, we got baseball back in the air anyway starting on Thursday. Yeah, I can handle two Nor'easters during spring training. Four, that's where I draw the line. Uh, it was, Amen, uh, it was right? long here. <laughs> but uh, the Mets will have Noah Syndergaard starting on opening day because Jacob DeGrom was delayed a little bit. But, you know, that one, too, is this still you know, what it's all about with the Mets, living and dying with the pitching and, and what they might be able to still get uh, from this rotation? Yes and no. I, you know, I, I think the free agent market fell uh, fell apart and it helped the Mets. I think getting Jay Bruce back is big. And, you know, what they're going to get out of Adrian Gonzalez at first base, I don't know if they're going to get the guy that was the really good player five or six years ago, but he's going to, he'll be a, he'll, I think he'll be an upgrade to what they used to have. And I think getting Todd Frazier back, I, listen, they're going to go where their starting pitching takes them. I, I still, I'm, I just, I've been for like three years now. I would just like to see one month of DeGrom, Syndergaard, Harvey, and Matt. I would just love to see it just, just for like a month because I think we're all, we, we just want to see like what it could be. With that said, I'm looking forward to which Matt Harvey are we going to see. Are we going to see the Dark Knight from three or four years ago? Are we, we've got to see something better than we've seen in 2016 and 2017. And, and I do think it's in there. He had that eight strikeout game earlier in spring training. Mm-hmm. They're going to need him. I like the rotation. I think their bullpen is going to be good enough. And with that said, I think their everyday lineup is a little bit better than it's been the last couple of years. And I think Todd Frazier and getting Jay Bruce back into that mix, I think that's a big reason why. I think they're going to score enough runs. Are they the best offensive team in the, in the National League? No, but I think they're going to be good enough. It's all about their pitching. Listen, if their pitching is what everybody hopes that it is, if you're a Mets fan, they're going to have a good season. How about Matt Harvey? I thought it was interesting that he's the guy yesterday that says, hey, this team could shock some people, and they're going to shock some people. Because he's even when he was at the top of his game, he was never the one you know, making the uh, outlandish uh, you know, statements or uh, doing that kind of thing. You know, Considering how at times last year, his confidence did appear shot when he was out there on the mound. And, and I know he's dealing with a lot of physical issues, but um, you know, the way his spring progressed and to have that confidence at the end of it, does it give you some encouragement that even if he's not going to be the Dark Knight again, he can at least be a productive pitcher for this team. 
Yes. And I, I really think this team, I, I think you'd be making a mistake if you're going to say, okay, the Nationals just give them the division. One thing, if you look back at the 2017 season, I don't think there was more of a favorite going into a season than the Cubs were in the National League Central last year. Now, granted, they won it, yeah. but they were five and a half games back at the All-Star break, right? They made that big trade and acquired Quintana from the White Sox, and then the rest of that rotation started to pitch like the real Cubs. I love the Nationals, and it's hard not to, right? But I think if you're a fan of the Mets and if you're in that Mets clubhouse, they're pitching. If, if the Mets starting pitching, can stay healthy, and if they can get, let's just say they can get somewhere around 600 innings out of DeGrom, Syndergaard, and Harvey, they've got a legitimate shot at a wild card. I really think so. They're going to need those three guys to take at least 28 to 30 turns in the rotation. If those three guys can eat up 600 innings and they can mix and match with Mats and Wheeler and Vargas when he gets back again, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be okay. Now, you say you know that's a chance to get the wild card, but that you know Mets fans shouldn't give up on the Nationals. What's- oh, no, don't give up on the Nats. No, no, no. No, listen, the Nats, it, listen, you'd be a fool if you, would, if you would pick against the Nationals right now. Yeah. But Scherzer and Strasburg, one, two, they might have the best one, two in the game of baseball right now, right? I mean, it just is what it is. Gio Gonzalez is a good pitcher. Tanner Roark is a good pitcher. They have a team. When, when you have the offense like they have with Bryce Harper, who's in the last year, Ryan Zimmerman had a bounce back here. Anthony Rendon is a terrific player. Trey Turner's a good player. Listen, it, you'd, be a, you'd have to really see your glasses would have to be orange and blue to mm-hmm. think that they wouldn't be the team that you would pick. But I don't think they're a slam dunk. They're going to have, they, they're going to have like everybody else, to stay away from injuries. But I do think with the Mets, I agree with what we started talking about. It's about the starting pitching. And if the dark night, he doesn't need to be the dark night, but he has to be better than what he's been the last two years. And we're talking with Dan Plesak, MLB Network. Check him out on MLB tonight throughout the season. And, of course, on Thursday, opening day, will be there uh, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. How about uh, with the the Nationals here? Uh, on paper, there's really nothing to knock on that team, but... They're expected to romp through the regular season, just as they did the last two years. And, you know, Davey Martinez is bringing out the camels because they got to get over the hump. It's all about winning a playoff series finally for that team. Is that is that tough to deal with when you know, 162 games is just like that's the part that everyone's going to shrug off and it's going to be all about the postseason? I, mean, I guess Clayton Kershaw is probably the only other guy that deals with those kinds of expectations yearly. Yes, but with that said, just think about this. You look across, getting Adam Eaton back is going to be huge, getting him back in that lineup. And Michael Taylor is more than likely going to get most of the playing time in center field. And then you have Bryce Harper, free agent to be, in right field. You look across the infield, Daniel Murphy's going to be a little bit delayed. Trey Turner's a good player. Mm-hmm. Rendon is a good player. Zimmerman at first base. Weeder's behind the plate. But that, with that said, if you take a look at that starting rotation, right, Scherzer, Strasburg, Geo, Tanner Roark, right? And all of a sudden you look at that, they're, they're not like anybody else. If Strasburg or Scherzer go down or miss time, all of a sudden they're not that slam dunk again. Now, with that said, Strasburg has had, at times, had a difficult time making it through healthy and in one piece. I will say this. I thought in the month of September last year and in the postseason against the Cubs, he was the best pitcher in the postseason last year. He was filthy. 
And, and if he's finally gotten to that point where he's over this, this getting hurt and them protecting him and having the kid gloves and let him go out there and do his thing, dynamic talent. And I think with he and Scherzer, you have to pick them to win the division. But if one of those two guys go down and miss some time, all of a sudden it's up for grabs. Who are the challenging teams elsewhere in the National League? Like, uh, We'll start with the East. Phillies, Marlins, Braves. Any of those teams capable of being a factor no, for a playoff no, spot? But I, no, I, but I think the most improved team in that division is going to be the Phillies. Yeah. Arietta's signing was big. Bringing in Carlos Santana was big. They signed a young player. Remember the name, Scott Kingray. They just signed him to a six-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's got to play a game in the big leagues. I was a guest instructor in Phillies camp for a week the last week in February. Terrific young player. Remember the name, Scott Kingry. The Phillies are going to get better, and what they're going to do, they're going to spend some money this winter, too, so they're going to get better in a hurry. So the Phillies are down, but they're not going to be down for much longer. And then elsewhere, so if we're looking wild card, the Cardinals, uh, do you think the Brewers are still good enough? They had Christian Yelich and Lorenzo Cano. They're pitching, though, and then out west. I really like the Rockies. I feel like I'm the only one, but how would you, you know, look at how this wild card sets up? Um, you know what? I, I would like the Brewers if they were going to go out and do something in the rotation, mm-hmm. I really thought they were going to be in on Arietta. If not, I thought they were going to be on Alex Cobb, and they were, they were in neither. And I think when I look at the Brewers, as much as I want to get excited about them, I just don't think they have the pitching. And if I'm, if I'm being really 100% honest, I think the Dodgers look like they're a slam dunk. Madison Bumgarner gets hit with a line drive. He's going to miss six to eight weeks on a Giants team that they desperately need him. Mm-hmm. The Diamondbacks are an intriguing team. Zach Greinke's had some issues with, with a little barky shoulder. He might start the year on the DL. What I don't like about the Diamondbacks, they weren't able to sign J.D. Martinez. He fled to Boston. I think the Dodgers are going to win the West. The Cubs are a slam dunk to win the Central, and it looks like the Nationals look like the team to beat the East. I think the Mets are going to be in the wild card hunt. I think the Brewers possibly are going to be in a hunt, and I think the Diamondbacks could be in the hunt also for the wild card. How about uh, Syndergaard? Would you would you talk Cy Young with him, or does he no have doubt. to actually oh. get outs before you put him there? Oh, he's in the he's in the <laughs> window, and I think Degrom is too. Uh, listen. We're going to need to see a healthy Syndergaard. When he's healthy and he's on, there isn't anybody in the game that can throw two pitches like this guy. That fastball-slider combo that's 98 and the slider that's 92 that has a turn signal that he doesn't turn, I mean, it's (laughs) filthy. It's the most unhittable pitch in baseball other than Zach Britton's power sinker from the left side. I'd love to see him make 33, 34 starts if he does. Listen, there are there are probably a dozen guys that you could start the year out and say, like, hey, this guy could possibly win the Cy Young Award, and there are a lot of people that would say he would be, and I would be in that camp, too. If he's healthy, he's got a chance. He could be as good as anybody in the National League. No, certainly. And, you know, the Mets, of course, the new manager, Mickey Calloway. Uh, you think, uh, you know, pitchers are taking over here, Dan? I know you, you were a pitcher in your big league career. Are you guys finally being recognized as the, the geniuses that you might be? i tell you what's, what's changed. The world of relievers are getting paid. Yeah. We saw that in the free agent market this yeah. year. Teams are not afraid to give seven and eighth inning guys two, three-year deals, six, seven, eight million dollars. The relievers, the guys that were like the friends of the friend list, are the friends of the friend list no longer. Mm-hmm. Teams see value in the seventh, see value in the eighth inning, and those guys are getting paid. I think it's a weird industry. 
that right now, just, just think about it. Jason Worth just signed a minor league deal with the Mariners yesterday. Um, you've got a guy in, in Greg Holland that had a bunch of saves for the Rockies. He hasn't found a home yet. Jake Arrieta, it took him to the last week of spring training. The money's there, but, boy, what's crazy about this industry now, you get 31, 32 years old, and it's like that clock is ticking. You can play, and you can, you can get a contract, but you're not going to get a four- or five-year contract anymore. Times are changing. I think, I think what we found out the last couple of winters, if you're willing to sign early and not try to beg to break the bank, You'll find a place to play. No, it's true. Uh, you know, what do you think about pitchers in the dugout? You know, Mickey Calloway, former big league pitcher, now managing the like Mets. Him. Bud Black's had a lot of success like in Colorado. Him. You see, this is becoming more of a trend. As you mentioned, you know the importance of these relievers. Those are the big decisions that have to be made game in, game out. It, it is, and you know, you know, it's a different game that we're at right now. It just is. It's about metrics. It's about relationships. It's about dealing with young players. I'm going to tell you this. I had a lengthy talk with Terry Francona at a golf tournament about Mickey Calloway. He raved about Mickey Calloway. He raved about him and said he is ready to manage, that he is not just – he just he doesn't think just like a pitcher. He gets the position player thing. He's not afraid to delegate to the coaches that will help him. Terry Francona couldn't say enough. He was devastated to lose him from his staff – but he was happy that he got a chance to manage. I think he's going to do a great job with the Mets. I really do. Now, I know Mickey's talked about, you know, he thinks about what would Terry Francona do? He doesn't do it every time, but that's uh, that's a thought process and a lot of mutual respect there between uh, those two. Finally, Dan, uh, you know, a couple of days to opening day. Do you, do you have a feel, a World Series uh, you know, champion here, a slam dunk maybe? You had some slam dunks uh, for the division. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you, my, I, I think on paper what I think are the three teams that are far superior. This is just my opinion. I think the Cubs in the National League are superior, and I look at the Yankees and I look at the Houston Astros. The, you know, a lot of people are just like handing over that the Yankees are going to be in the World Series. Man, that's a really good Houston Astros team. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, Altuve and Springer, uh, that rotation with Verlander. Now they get Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they've had some issues with that bullpen, but, man, that lineup is just ridiculous. And that shortstop, Correa, one of the top players in baseball, I, I, right now, if you were to ask me right now, I would say it's going to be Yankees-Astros, one of those two teams against the Cubs in the World Series. No, that would be uh, that would be kind of fun. We prefer Mets, but we'll uh, we'll take what we can me get too. around. There. <laughs> I would love to see that too. Uh, Dan Felisak, MLB Network. Check him out. MLB tonight throughout the season. Outstanding coverage uh, all year long at MLB Network. Thanks, Dan. You got it. Remember hashtag LGM. Let's go Mets. <laughs> there he is, uh, the resident Mets fan there at MLB Network, and Dan's the best. We absolutely love uh, having him on. Now, MLB Network was kind enough as well to. Uh, provide some prize packs that we can give away to you. We got an MLB Network hat, a koozie, t-shirt, a foam finger, and more. We got three of them to give away. Uh, so call in 800-321-0710. Callers five, six, and seven will win an MLB Network prize pack. Again, 17 hours of live opening day coverage on MLB Network this Thursday, plus 15 games throughout opening week and live look-ins and analysis from the best in the biz on MLB tonight. Opening coverage begins this Thursday on MLB Network. Uh, we'll take some more calls. We're giving away Mets t-shirts. Uh, you call in, get on the air, you get a Mets t-shirt. So uh, we'll keep rolling through. The Mets spring training report coming up at 7.05 uh, and, and much, much more. Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy on The Voice of New York, 710 WOR.